Hello, hello. Welcome to Words and Voices, a little sanctuary, a quiet nook where you'll hear hard, raw, and humbling conversations with some of the best humans elevating humanity. This is for the round pegs and square holes, the misfits, oddballs, weirdos, tinkerers, and thinkers who dig a simple philosophy that one word, one message, one idea, and one voice can change the world. So, without further ado, here's our chief mischief maker, Neelam Tawar. Welcome to Neelam's two-part interview with Neelam Avenkat, the general manager for Shanti Nawaz Charitable Trust. It's an organization that provides social services to elderly and disabled people and their families of Indian and South Asian descent. In part one, Neelam talked about her journey from India to Nigeria to New Zealand, what that journey was like and how it drove her into her current role. You can find that interview in Episode 10 of Words and Voices. Now, in Part 2 of the interview, Nilima talks about empowerment, empathy, and how she has learned so much from the people with whom she has worked. Absolutely. And I, I also think it's, you know, when, when you use the word empowerment, for sure, I think it's also about, like, how does that person start looking at themselves? Because if you've only got one message from a system or your initial, you know, connecting points, if you were like the people around you are always telling you like, hey, you suck, like you're terrible, you won't amount to anything. And then they've lived many years in that cycle. And someone like you shows up or other people like you who actually want to try to see if we can get them out of that unfortunate situation. Who knows, right? Compassion can work wonders. And I think that's what's resonating with me quite a bit because you can't just empathy, actually, you know, empathetic approach is very much better than a sympathetic approach. Empathy actually helps another person more than sympathy. Correct. So that's the approach we I take and I tell my staff to take. You know, I said, don't be sympathetic. Oh, old man, he can't sit. No, take an empathetic approach and see how you can make him walk if you're sitting. And that will make a lot of difference in the life of that person, you know. Sympathy is not going to take him anywhere or not take us anywhere. Correct. <laughs> it might correct. be cruel, a bit cruel to say that, you know. I agree with that one because I always say empathy and I always say make and also make sure it's guided correctly because, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you don't want to project something onto somebody that you are interpreting the way you are just because someone is, you know, possibly in a different situation that they might be slightly differently able, but they could have more potential than you can ever imagine. And yes. that's what I look at because I'm like, okay, what can you not see about yourself that I can help you bring out slowly, incrementally without saying, do this? <laughs> <laughs> but a very small change in their lives for a positive change actually creates a lot of impact in that person's life, positive impact. And people come back and tell me this. You know, oh, now we are going and doing our own shopping. Now I can go to the bank and get my money out. I don't have to ask my son to go and bring my money. Out. You know, it's such a small thing. Yeah, I was just going to say, for us, we just take it for granted. I can go on an online app and do it. If I can't go out, I can probably hire someone to help me do it. Or I might just go real quick, get in a taxi or whatever it is. I can actually do those things. But isn't, aren't you right, though? Like, it's such a small thing. But for that person, it could mean the world is a difference from sitting in their home versus going and taking in fresh air and looking at the world in a park, if you will. Becoming independent. You know? They feel independent. That is the main thing. you know. So, in fact, during the COVID, um, we ran a lot of virtual activities for them. We taught about 200 people how to Zoom, including me. I learned how to Zoom. <laughs> so, so now they all know how to come on Zoom and do activities. And it's so sweet. 
and they uh, all know now how to unmute themselves which is a problem sometimes so we mute everybody and they unmute every themselves <laughs> but it's fun you know it's fun for them so you can you imagine an 80 year old coming on zoom every day for 2 hours that's empowerment this is the first time i've actually heard that i've so funny thing about you on a side note is i've been running my entire operations over the past like maybe almost to 4 years now <laughs> on zoom so i used to always have to explain to people hey listen i'm going to send you this link just click on it it'll take you into the thread and i'd have to explain it now it's like there's a zoom link <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah and then i also work with a lot of other community agencies organizations similar organizations I'm on the board of some counseling agencies, public health agencies, the police board as well. I am on the police um, interview panel from the community, mm-hmm. and it was awesome to select recently three uh, senior sergeants. I thought, oh my God, what was I doing here? You know, they had 20 years of policing experience. Who am I? <laughs> But they thought I did a good job because I came from the community, and these are the police officers who will be working in the community. Yeah. So they wanted somebody. to see how good they were with the community and that the other thing you know so yeah so i've done a lot i've been doing a lot i think that now i might be thinking of uh, retiring in a i don't i don't think that maybe if you're retiring you're coming to the party because <laughs> i want to see proof i want to see proof yeah. that you retired <laughs> i still have a couple of years more in me i guess i just turned 16 so I, I, you have a few decades and you you're just like mm-hmm. downplaying it i do want to pick on one thing if you don't mind here despite all the strife that you've had and obviously a very colorful interesting childhood and a part of your life which was fairly you know comfortable highly secure mm-hmm. in many ways and then you go into another phase of your life which is all about hey I want to do this thing I have to learn new things now and then now you're at this point it's it's I don't look at anything in terms of achievements right like I look at mm-hmm. them as phases I look yeah. at that for me as well like you know when I'm pre- I'm in creation mode I am a different newer <laughs> like, <laughs> when I'm like in client mode, I'm a different. But I still, a bottom line, I'm still doing who I am. But I'm parsing this out so that I chunk it up in a way because at the point where you are right now, and what you mentioned, right, you're saying that why are they coming to me? Isn't that so interesting? Because so humility, and you're not going to even take this one, and I know that. But but humility is like. and it's not fake humility because you can see fake humility you can see someone not being sincere mm-hmm. and they just want accolades which i know you have zero of that going on but what i find very interesting in what you said when you said like you work with the police and you're like why do they want me and isn't that interesting that despite all of this you still have that thought in your head like uh what am i going to do here now <laughs> i was more nervous in interviews <laughs> <laughs> so they were police officers with 20 25 years of experience who've done so much and it's a oh my god <laughs> yeah but does that make you better because or, or does it i think that's what i look at when i look at people who are like who strive for excellence they're very prepared for what they're about to do so this call you know it, it is recording it on zoom for different issues because normally i have another platform to record just the audio but i'm looking at you right now you've actually you know you're so well like ready and you know I look mm-hmm. like I just walked out of bed, but that's not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did shower. <laughs> I have to. I cannot do it without. I have to. But you know, I just look at people's preparedness and the way you are. You're not even taking this conversation lightly, because I always feel that when I learn from people who are really in their element, doing the thing that they're doing, 
they're literally not taking anything for granted. They're just always showing up in a certain way. And I'm going to give that to you whether you receive this or not today, but I hope you do. I love it. I genuinely love it because I think seeing the journey you've had and you're still able to kind of be like, well, what? it's actually a really important thing because you've not let go of this idea that, forget the fact that there's always this thing that like, well, why am I missing? Like, why are you calling? But the bigger important thing is like, what can I contribute here? What could I possibly be doing? And it's not about self-doubt. It's more like, what do they want? Like, what can I do here? That, that's a differentiation I hope people pick from this whenever they listen to it. That's really how you want to think about things. Not like, I'm getting this visibility or I'm going to be here. I'm going to be doing this, blah, 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 you know, none of that. Yeah. And for me, I see it as a learning. Everything is a learning for me. Like, you know, I learned so much from those police interviews as well. I said, oh, I can apply for a police job now. <laughs> 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 it was, oh it, was uh, it was an eye-opener, you know, everything was an eye-opener for me. It was, I've never been on that panel before. I've been on so many panels, but never under this panel. So it was good learning and learning never stops in life, you know. And they told me, look, uh, there are hundreds of people out there uh, in Lima. We chose you because we have that confidence in you. And they thought that I would be impartial. And many of those police officers uh, I was interviewing, I knew them in the tribunal. Still, they chose me because they had that confidence in me. <laughs> I don't know whether I had my confidence or not. <laughs> because I, I asked them why it was me <laughs> they said you, we know that you are what are you how you will work and you know that you will be impartial and although you know those people I know you're not you're going to judge them on their performance and not on your relationship Thanks. with them so so that was good <laughs> yeah, and I also represent the association on various government boards here the health and disability commission and other places like that and sometimes I see myself as the only Asian person on the board and so I take the full advantage of representing our community there because you have to be the voice of your community. Otherwise, in an immigrant country, you know, you, you can kind of be lost in the mm-hmm. system. So you have to stand up and fight for your rights, ask for your rights. So that's one advocacy kind of thing, which is I like doing. So, <laughs> of course, I don't know. How many hours do you sleep? Uh, I well, that's <laughs> yeah, that's Maybe all, all the work I do gives me satisfaction that I am able help somebody and I'm making a positive difference there. So maybe that gives me good sleep. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah, that's me. I'm maybe crazy, but <laughs> that's me. Not at all. I think it's the crazy ones that change the world. It's like a famous thing. It's the crazy weird yeah. one that do that. Yeah. I think one quick thing would be you talk about this, this factors, right? You have a South Asian where Indian and you're a woman. I always kind of say this that I'm so thankful to be born in this time in the human history because I would not have coped well if it was 60 or 70 years ago. <laughs> We're very lucky. Yeah. And I think people like you, almost, I say that we can only be lighthouses, right? We can only sh- show up as we are. I have no desire or, you know, compulsion to try to change somebody. I'm just doing my thing over here. If it resonates, yeah. yay. If it doesn't resonate, also yay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, most of the time we do try for a positive outcome, but sometimes you can't, you can't. What can you do? You only have to try. Yeah, I've read the Gita. What I would say is try. (laughs) You know, don't give up without trying. Correct. It's okay if you fail. It's okay with you because every failure teaches you to succeed later on in life. It's okay if you fail. Once a year, I read the Gita. Since I discovered it a few years ago, I read the Gita front to back. And I only read read it in English because I can't read Sanskrit. I can, but it would be like, it'll take me two years to just maybe complete. And one of the things I try my best to do day in and day out is remove 
as much attachment to anything as I can. Yes, and that's one thing my job has taught me is attachment, and also uh, it's my job is very good for anger management. When <laughs> 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 because when you're hearing such soft stories and such so much of horrible things around you. and you know that it's really you, you know there's no point in you getting angry and frustrated you know it can happen to people you know but then uh, there are other support systems like counseling which we go to to distress and things like that and actually i have become much more patient a very good listener because when i was younger i was a fire brand my mom says you know didn't have any patience for anybody and very very angry angry you know that all goes with the trait of being a leo i guess <laughs> You're a Leo. <laughs> yes, I am. What are you in the Indian calendar? Sure, I don't follow the I don't know the Indian calendar much. <laughs> But this, uh, what I'm saying is, people can change if they want to. And this job, actually, this last twenty years has changed me as a person, as a better person. I would say, as a better person. Like my family would say, "Oh, this is not the same person we saw forty years ago." You know, you have changed so much. But I said, "I hope I'm changed for the better." I said, yes. <laughs> so it is good for yourself. and when you are in peace with yourself and you have that inner calm you can help others achieve that inner peace and calm and just support them and give them that strength it is doable <laughs> i still struggle <laughs> I think that, so my mom always laughs at me she's like you're probably the least patient person i know in the world <laughs> and she's married to my dad right so it's like you're even more impatient than papa and i and i'm just like yeah but then she she watches me and she just says but you're very different when you're working with people I, I suppose there's a part of this also where you understand the responsibility that sits on you, and you have to really think through things before you do them. You know, the other person is not necessarily the other person doesn't necessarily need to think through something into as much detail as you would. Like I have to, as the person who is moving something forward, I don't think of myself as a leader at all. I just think of myself as maybe a conduit or some sort of you know messenger type of person who is helping mm-hmm. them get from you know kind of like point A to point B. And in all of that, just make sure that when I deposit them to the point B that we've agreed upon, that these things are sorted out. And there's some things that I know I have kind of thought about that I would like these things to go this way. But then you also have an individual at the other end. We're all human. We all have complexities. We all have life experiences. And I, I think what you're hinting at too is that you also learn from them because it also yes. exposes, you know, it exposes a few things for you to also work through because you're not always mm. perfect. <laughs> because <laughs> i work with older people and there are eight people person who's 80 years old 90 years old and when i listen to their stories what they have achieved i feel that you know we have done nothing in front of them me too oh really <laughs> really you used to hear the stories they say you know there were big scientists doctors um, high commissioners and you know oh my god and and at the age of 80 you know and they are coming and asking us for support it sometimes makes me very sad actually but right. then i always take that a part of strength from them and it's an inspiration for me mm. to do more you know but i just say life is lucky for some people and some people struggle yeah i there's a there's a saying i don't know where i read it i don't know whether it's something i've come across to over the years and i think the person i can't remember who said it but he kind of said that go spend some time with seniors and people who are his point is go spend time with someone who's different and then he also said go spend time with seniors and you mm-hmm. really see what life is about and if you start a little yes. younger you just start a little younger go spend time with people older than you and you will learn so much that even textbooks cannot teach 100% correct i'm just telling you i have learned so much from all of them you know 
and I've become so philosophical, which I was never ever <laughs> philosophical because before joining this organization, I have had never gone for a funeral in my life before because I was used to live in Nigeria. All my grandparents passed away when I was not there in, in India. And when I started going to the funerals, oh my God! And now I think, oh, why are we doing all this? We are going to end up in this place, you know? Because I don't know. Maybe this is the work I do. I Every month there is a funeral, which is sad, but, you know, and then we go and talk about that person's life and his celebration, uh, his or her celebration of life and what they have done. And then, we, you know, that is nothing. It's just what the person has done and his legacy that is he's left behind here in this, in this world, which matters. So, you know, one more learning. One more, <laughs> <for me. laughs> one more learning. Yeah, detachment, right? And I, I, like I said, that that piece of writing in the Gita has always stayed with me. At the moment I discovered it, for me, detachment is just, I constantly make sure that even before I get on, like even this conversation, am I detached? Am I present? Am I having mm. fun? Because like for me, it has to be fun. Otherwise, at this point, I don't want to do it. But like if it feels too much like work, I'm not going to enjoy it. And I'm, I'm aware of who I am at this point that I'm making no apologies for it. That's how I think even when I get some awards or other case, I always think I'm accepting that on behalf of everybody else, behalf of all those women uh, who were not able to achieve what I achieved. Maybe they had some barriers, but at some point they might get inspired and they might even try. So that's how I take it. I don't take it. Oh, I've got this award. It's such a great thing. It doesn't matter to me like that. You know, award is just an award. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we are going to go to the funeral home and everybody. So we're all the same at the end. <laughs> all, all good. I always think that exactly. It also gives a recognition. It also gives a recognition, not only as for a women, but also to the community you come from. Especially if you get that recognition from mainstream in a country like New Zealand, you know, other people know that, oh, even this community can do this. Otherwise, there is this impression, oh, can Indians talk English? We still get that. Even in 2020, we still get that. It can irritate me sometimes, you know. So it's also a learning for them that there is this community who can do so much. When I used to work in corporate America, I used to travel a lot and I used to stay in these fancy hotels, you name it, like, because everything was taken care of, right? I would take extra effort before I left the hotel room, before I checked out, and everything would be clean. I would always leave a note for the person who mm. cleans up the housekeeping. I don't know if this is ever going to make sense to anybody, but I would do that because I never want someone to see, like when I'm in the room, it's, it's, it's a hellhole because things are here, you're at a conference, you're moving through, you know, you're like, you're looking for outfits or whatever, it, it could be a mess. But when I would leave, I would leave it impact like I can't be impeccable as them, but I would always do my bed sheets. Everything would be like arranged as if I was at home. And I would do that because I never wanted someone to walk in there and be like, these Indians, mm. like, you know, like whatever it is, like, and I, and I didn't want that. So I would always do something to take care of that because I was acutely aware of certain types of stereotypes and I wanted to make sure that somewhere along the way I wasn't doing any harm to my community in, in that mm. regard. That I think is very important as well, you know, because it's it's just a misconception some people have about some community. Yeah, we can't fix prejudice. I think we can just always, again, just yeah. But I'm, I'm very proud of our community here in New Zealand. They're doing exceptionally well. The children, the community, business. They do have businesses. They, you know, Indians are very educated. They're in high-ranking positions. It's nice. It's heartening to see our people doing well in a foreign country, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was heartening to have you here. I can't wait to see <laughs> what else you create. <laughs> Please come At back. At the moment, my life is all about my grandchildren now. So that's taking a lot of my time. I think you have to enjoy every stage of your life. And I have two lovely grandkids. I cannot finish off any of my interviews without my grandkids. 
we got lucky it's a lovely relationship my grandparents share with their grandkids i have got two three year old grandchildren one boy and a girl so a lot of time now gets diverted to that as well right. so yeah it's it's a good phase of life now also so now as you said what are you going to do in the future now i think i'm coming to a stage where i'm going to start winding down a little bit Again, I don't see you do that. <laughs> uh, I'll give you time for my grandchildren. <laughs> I want proof. <laughs> and yeah, and I want to do something specifically in the field of uh, domestic violence and women. So I have started doing something there already. So hopefully, let's see what happens in that. <laughs> of course. But again, for me, it's about bringing people up from that level and empowering them. So and creating positive outcomes in their lives. So. that part of me will never die <laughs> even if i'm retired i'm 80 years old so if i live till 80 years old i'll still do that yeah but now at this moment i think i need to spend some more time with my grandchildren and my children because <laughs> they hardly see me <laughs> yeah because that also is i think very important at certain mm-hmm. points of life i come to hear from you again i would love it if you come back in uh, i guess like just even in like two or three months <laughs> i will find something new to say to you <laughs> yeah it was a pleasure talking to you and thank you very much for having me on the show and i Thank really you. enjoyed here yeah, yeah, talking to you and and uh, congratulations for all that you do neelam you've done very well well done one I more empowered soul i still feel like i'm just getting started every day i wake up like oh this still feels new this still feels new this still feels yeah, new as i said learning is a lifelong process from the day you are born to the day you die learning is a process <laughs> it's good continue doing what you're doing god bless you oh thank you so much i appreciate it thank you for being here thank you Thank you for listening to part two of Neelam's interview with Neelam Avenka. Don't forget, you can hear part one of the interview in episode 10 of Words and Voices. Thanks so much for stopping by Words and Voices with Neelam Tawar. We can't wait to see you again with another voice and more words from game changers, movers and shakers, and quiet visionaries creating a dent in the world. Oh, and please don't forget to comment and share what resonated with you here or on info at neelamtawar.com. Till we meet next, and as Neelam says, be good to you.